its flow, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name. Name your. Name your price. Ah, a tool, an idea, an inspiration. To do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no. But to see the options that could fit your budget. Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello again, everyone. I'm Joe Longinusa, welcoming you to another edition of Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. The show where industry leaders, golf professionals, and legends all come and discuss the great game we love so much. So without further ado, let's turn it over to our host to tell us who's next on the tee. Chris, take it away. Hey, thank you, Joe. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me again this morning on Next on the Tee. We are brought to you today by the great folks over at the French Lick Resort. Folks, I'm telling you, they're Pete Dye and Donald Ross design courses. Ranked number one and number two in the state of Indiana, by the way, by Golf Week. And uh, it was the site of last year's Senior PGA Championship and the LPGA Legends Championship. Please go online and check them out at FrenchLick.com. We're also sponsored by our friends over at the Leather Shop, makers of top-quality custom-made leather dress, casual, and golf shoes. Folks, do your feet a favor and put them inside some shoes that are going to keep them feeling good and looking good all day long. You can find them online at d-leather-shop.com. And very proud to announce our new sponsors are the folks over at the uh, World Golf Village. You know, that's the home of the uh, you know, World PGA Hall of Fame. So World Golf Hall of Fame, I should say. So check them out online as well. I'm your host, Chris Mascaro. And today I have the privilege of sharing two great guests with you. And first up is going to be Doug Hollinsworth. Doug has done it all, it seems, around the game of golf. He's hosted a national golf radio show on WCNN and here locally in the uh, city of Atlanta around the state of Georgia. Uh, he's also uh, published, you know, many golf magazines. He's the founder of the, you know, Georgia Golf Trail, which is fantastic, by the way. And we'll talk a lot about that. Uh, so I'm looking forward to having Doug here with me in just a few moments. Following, I'll be joined by Dennis Cohn, who is the founder of the Professional Caddies Association, which has helped educate and certify over 22,500 caddies going back to 1997. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more when Dennis joins me near the bottom of this half hour. So we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be another insightful show for you. I'm so glad that you've chosen to take the journey with me again this morning. But let's start the show off right, and that's by helping you start your mornings off right, and that is by going over and checking out our friends over at Aroma Ridge because they offer an array of the finest mountain-grown gourmet coffees that you're going to find anywhere on the planet, my friends. You can find them online at aromaridge.com. Their secret? Hand-selected beans from a variety of coffee-producing countries from around the world, and they roast those beans to perfection by their very own roast masters. And those you know, coffee beans, folks, I'm telling you, they are roasted specifically to order specifically for you. And if you're like me and you like a little bit of flavor in your coffee, well, you can you know, find any you know, flavor that you can imagine there. And you can even create one of your own if you want to mix and match some flavors. Um, Biscotti cookies. Can we talk about biscotti cookies? They're absolutely out of this world. And not only are their coffees and their cookies great, but they're fantastic people to work with as well. Check out all of their great products online at aromaridge.com. 
And like I say, Next on the Tee is brought to you by our friends over at the French Lick Resort up in French Lick, Indiana. Folks, you want to talk about a spectacular resort to both play golf and just relax and enjoy yourself. Well, you're not going to find a better place anywhere on the planet than the French Lick Resort. Go to FrenchLick.com and see how you can find out more information about them. And as a matter of fact, let's hear a word from them. Now's the time to plan that golf getaway you've been dreaming about at French Lick Resort. We have new Golf Academy packages for 2016, guaranteed to take your game to the next level. Try our one-day Quick Fix Academy for golf emergencies. For more in-depth learning, try the Game Changer, designed to make you a better player. Our staff professionals are ready to work with you at French Lick Resort. Did you know there's only one place in the country that you can play courses designed by two members of the World Golf Hall of Fame on the same property? The Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lick Resort make us an ultimate golf destination for 2016. Check out the Ultimate Golf Package, the Hall of Fame Package, and other great offerings at FrenchLick.com. Let 2016 be that year you finally take your dream golf getaway at French Lick Resort. Play the courses champions play. Yeah, I promise you, it is spectacular. My family and I can't wait to get back up there again this year. The French Lick Resort needs to be on your list of places to stay and play. And oh, by the way, my friends, they also have a casino right there on the property as well. For more information and to book your stay, go to FrenchLick.com. And every week here on Next on the Tee, we like to kick off the show by saluting the brave men and women serving in every branch of our military around the world who are tuning in on the Armed Forces Radio Network. We want to thank all of you for the daily sacrifices that you and your families are making to protect our freedoms and our liberties. We also want to thank our veterans for all that you and your families have done for us over the years. It is through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Folks, if you see a member of our military when you're out and about, whether it's in the airport, at a restaurant, at the mall, wherever you may be, please stop for a moment and tell them thank you. They are our real heroes. Our sincere sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and the wonderful folks over at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It is such an honor for us to have Next on the T being a part of your network. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. I also want to continue to remind our veterans out there, please check out globalvoiceforveterans.org. It is a great site with news and articles and a wealth of information specifically designed for our veterans out there that I'm sure you're going to find both beneficial and interesting to you. Again, globalvoiceforveterans.org. All right. Now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is Doug Hollinsworth. Let me give you a little more background on Doug. He is the founder of the Georgia Golf Trail and Georgia Golf and Travel. He has been a leader in the golf industry for marketing and PR for well over 25 years. She has provided marketing expertise to companies like Volvo, Bridgestone Golf, Cadillac, Mizuno, PGA West, TPC Sawgrass, the PGA Tour, the Champions Tour, and the LPGA as well. He hosted the golf show for eight plus years that you uh, probably heard on WCNN. I know I was a regular listener here in Atlanta, and I'm very excited that uh, he has taken time out of his morning to join me on the show. Good morning, Doug. Thanks for being a part of the show today. Chris, good morning. Thank you very much for having me. And can I say, uh, first off, I, I want to um, first say thanks again to uh, allowing me on the show, but also uh, um, uh, compliment all our um, servicemen and women as well, and also our veterans. So I want to say that up front. Thank you very much for all what you do. But yeah, hey, I want to say also that, hey, that was a great opening line. Can you send that to me so I can use it? Because <laughs> that was- <laughs> 
<laughs> that that was great. I'm not sure anybody said it as nicely as you. So I'm I got the big head. I ain't even got started talking yet. So uh, that was great. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Doug, I, I want to start with the work that you're doing for the Georgia Golf Trail. People may not be you know, as aware of it as they should be. And I, I got to be honest with you, Doug, before I moved to Atlanta, which has been about 20 years ago at this point, I lived down in Orlando for about 12 years where they've got a golf course on, it seems like, every street corner. I continue to be surprised at how little promotion the state of Georgia does for the courses that we have around the state, plus, you know, quite frankly, how much it costs to play here in the state of Georgia. Why isn't there more promotion of the golf courses that we have? Well, that's a great question, and that's something as a um, lifelong resident of the state of Georgia, I um, I knew in, in the 25 years that you mentioned that I have been in the golf industry, I have worked with many of uh, certainly golf resorts, and again, uh, I can also tell your listeners that French Lick is absolutely wonderful, and if they're ever in the area or planning a, a vacation, you know, look at that, because that is a wonderful place, but we've got some great places here in Georgia, and um, it was just never, um, I don't know what, what the right word is in terms of exploited, in terms of the showing other people around the world you know, what we have, everybody, you know, knows what we have the, you know, the first full week in April over here in Augusta. And, and that's wonderful and, and exciting. And, uh, I'm a part of it every year, but after that, nobody knows really about, um, what Georgia has to offer. And, um, so as I continue to work with all these other resorts and states, um, uh, you know, I just kind of came up with the notion that we needed to do something here in Georgia and, and we've got um, some wonderful golf courses. We have a great uh, state for doing that because we're so um, area-wise. We go from the, the mountains in North Georgia to uh, certainly Atlanta, which is you know one of the biggest cities in the United States and largest airport, and um, you know to some other great places. We have a great lake uh, area here, Lake Oconee, that's out toward Augusta, and then certainly down on the coast of Georgia. Um, from Savannah, which was the first um, city um, back in 1733 that uh, James Oglethorpe founded and one of the first uh, original 13 colonies, and, and so much to do there in Savannah. And then going on down to um, the Golden Isles, which is a group of islands that uh, a lot of the PGA Tour players um, live live there. And great place. They have a... Um, uh, PGA event there, uh, there on Sea Island in, in November every year. So another for wonderful place. So I really got to thinking about five years ago and said, you know, hey, we need to do something about this. And because of my connections and my um, uh, company that I that I you know, ran with golf marketing, um, and certainly being an old media guy like you mentioned, and uh, it, you know, I just put it on myself to, to figure out, let's you know, see what we can do. So. I went to the state of Georgia Tourism Department and they said, hey, we need to do this. Um, and uh, they agreed. And so, but they put it back on my shoulders and said, hey, you know, you're the golf guy, you know, you do it, we'll support you, whatever. So we've, we've done a little bit uh, each year to grow. We're in our fourth year and uh, very excited about what we can do. And, and I tell people, I said, you know, we're, Georgia, if you, you know, everybody knows where Georgia is, you know, we're located right here in the middle of the southeast, and people, as you say, are on their way to Orlando a lot to see uh, 
Nikki or other resorts down in, in Florida or certainly some great places over in South Carolina or Alabama. You know, North Carolina has some great golf. And, and so they would just pass right through the state and, and not know anything about golf. So we are uh, changing that, and I am um, uh, very proud to um, also be associated with uh, the Bobby Jones family. And we all know that Bobby Jones resided here in Georgia, started the Masters, but certainly did many other things here in Georgia. So we want to promote our history. And and uh, so we you know, talked to them, and they were very in, um, favorable about being a part of the trail and thought this was great. And so it's the Georgia Golf Trail presented by Bobby Jones, and Bobby Jones being the apparel company, and which is headquartered here in Atlanta. And very excited about that relationship. So there was many things that we're trying to do, and not just promote golf to, from Georgia to the world, but just show people how great our state is, if they would like to come and live here or come and have corporate meetings or, uh, you know, have big events, things like that. So, you know, by nobody doing anything, it wasn't going to happen. So um, I took it upon myself and, and very excited about where we are. And I think uh, starting this year, we're really going to be able to do a lot of things um, that uh, many other people will see. And, it, you know, it's not just golf. Um you know, we've got some great attractions here in Georgia. Um, I could go on and on and on about what there is here to do in Georgia. Um, but it's, you know, if you're looking for a place to come and and um, visit for a while or if you're on your way somewhere else and you want to stop off for a couple of days, we'd love to, you know, host you. Um, they certainly can go to our website. We, we can They can call us and talk more about it at georgiagolfandtravel.com and see all the stuff on the web and, Again, if you're interested in real estate, we work with a real estate company here in Georgia to talk, you know, people through and say, hey, you know, I'm tired of living in the north and, you know, I'd love to, you know, come south. And and um, so it's just it's a great state to, to be in. And, um, you know, I would love to tell you a little more about um, the trail and what we're trying to do there, if that's OK. Yeah, no, I mean, we hear an awful lot about, Doug, you know, about the Robert Trent Jones Trail, right, that goes through Alabama. Talk about the courses that you've got on the Georgia Trail. Well, the the nice thing about it is um, I worked with a lot of these courses over the years, and the difference between the uh, Alabama uh, Trail and us is uh, the Alabama Trail is is all owned by one company, and, and all courses were done by Robert Trent Jones, Jr., and and uh, it's a great place over there. I actually worked with them for many years, and they just did a great marketing. Um, and so that was one of the reasons I thought, hey, if Alabama can do it, why can't we do it? So mm-hmm. um, we have 23 courses on the trail, and we tie them in and around the four major interstates that uh, go through the state. And so, like I said, I mean, you can be in the mountains in, in, in a couple of hours from, from Atlanta, uh, and just enjoy um, some great golf up there. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, Kingwood is one of our courses up there. Uh, there's plenty of other courses that are that are up there. Brasstown Valley, which is one of my favorite uh, mountain resorts yeah. anywhere in the, in the world. It's just a beautiful location there up on Lake Chattooga and, and uh, right next to the North Carolina. And, 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 you know, as you come down to Atlanta, um, and, and one thing, too, I want to mention is that, you know, we just don't run out and pick a golf course. You know, they have to have accommodations. 
they don't have to be a resort. Um, it, it you know it works out nice, you know, for especially our visitors that want to come to the state of Georgia. But they have to have accommodations in order to be a part of the trail. And we're not looking to you know to be 50 or 60 you know uh, resorts or, or or members on the trail. We want to keep it you know select and and go from there. But uh, you know as you come on down to Atlanta, we have some great. Uh, golf here in Atlanta that's part of the trail, Lake Lanier Islands, uh, Stone Mountain, which I grew up playing for many, many years, great toe. Uh, Robert Trent Jones Sr. Um, has one of his uh, courses there. And then you move on out toward Augusta, like I mentioned, on Lake Oconee, and, and um, just have some great uh, rentals on Lake Oconee is, is certainly a worldwide um, wonderful place there to come and stay at the Ritz-Carlton. They have six golf courses if you'd like to play. Certainly a big real estate development there. But another couple are his Harbor Club. Um, again, right there on Lake Oconee, another great place. And, and uh, Cuscawilla, which is very unique golf course, and you certainly would want to be about, you know, about that. Uh, then you move on down to I-95, and we get a lot of people from the north you know, coming down I-95. They're going into Florida. Oh, gosh, and we have some great golf courses there in the Savannah area, and one of the best that uh, used to host a um, Champions Tour event for 14 years is the uh, uh, Savannah Harbor Club at the Westin, right on the Savannah River overlooking downtown historic Savannah. I mean, you you can't get any better than that. I've stayed there a few times, and it's wonderful, and and the, the shopping and the dining and you know, and Savannah is just great. Visit Savannah is just a, um, a wonderful place. We actually had a, a TV and radio crew down there last fall doing some things. And, and you know, uh, as you come on down, you know, the Golden Isles that I mentioned, I mean, there's there's some great golf there. CI is certainly well around, um, and but they have prices, you know, for all the golfers um, out there. It's, it's you know, uh, so certainly you know, look at Sea Island and then. The King and Prince is one of my favorite. Um, I don't know if you've ever been down there, Chris, but uh, it's a great, um, great golf course, great old hotel. It's on the historic hotels of America, right on the um, ocean. Um, Jekyll Island, you can't beat Jekyll Island and what they have there and the, the um, Jekyll Island Club Hotel, which is an old uh, hotel that was built by the um, – Vanderbilts of the world years ago, and and uh, as their vacation retreat, and 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 sea, sea palms. So there's there's quite a few things there in, in the Brunswick area, and uh, then we won't want to forget some of our other favorite places across the state. Callaway Gardens, which is on the uh, western side of the state, is used to host, host a PGA Tour event for many years, and um, just a great place. Two great golf courses. Great things for the family. This is certainly a, a major family uh, destination. Just about oh maybe an hour south of Atlanta, and uh, very easy access to. Um, but also some of our um, greatest courses that we got are are our state parks and Georgia um, state parks um, was named by Condé Nast uh, a couple of years ago as the best state parks uh, in the United States, and so they have eight golf courses um, that are part of the state park program, and you cannot go wrong with their, one of their leading ones in the south is Lake Blackshear there at Georgia Veterans, so there you go, they do a big veterans golf tournament in the fall each year, great job, but some of these golf courses are just not 
known, and this is what we're trying to do. And, and so you certainly have, they have their own website. But, again, you can go to georgiagolfandtravel.com uh, and find out more information about that. And so it's, it's a mixture of um, – you know, high end, you know, middle of the road, Chris, down to, you know, the, the state parks, which are certainly more, um, you know, expensive-wise in terms of affordable, you know, for people that can stay in the cottages or, or, or some of the cabins that they have are, are great. But it's just a great mixture. But this is this is something I knew that we had to have in order to get national and international attention. The nice thing with working with the state of Georgia tourism is they help us promote um, – Georgia throughout the world, and uh, so we're very excited about being a part of that. They help us in that way. They allow us to be at all the visitor centers across the state, which is which is great in terms of having brochures and banners and other things there to promote our golf. So there's many things that the state of Georgia tourism does, and then the other nice thing is the Department of Natural Resources, which is the state parks. Um, they're a big supporter of what we're doing, and so we're really trying to promote not only the golf courses there, but also the state parks, which is, you know, very, again, family-friendly. And then, you know, we want to certainly promote corp- corporate work there at uh, at the, a lot of the state parks. So it's, it's just great. It's a great start to what we've done. We've got a lot of continued work. I mean, Alabama's trail has been around 22 years and, uh, you know, certainly Florida is 25% of all golf in the United States, and uh, you certainly know that living down there in Orlando. And and with Myrtle Beach and, and Kiowa and Charleston area over there, uh, South Carolina does a great, you know, thing uh, in terms of golf. So it, it's just a wonderful thing that we started. I'm very excited. Uh, the governor, who I've met with here in Georgia a few times, he's he's very supportive of what we're doing and uh, so that's always that's always good. So we've got a lot of things else, like I mentioned, we want to do with the real estate, and we want to get events here in Georgia, um, you know, work with the corporate companies. Uh, and so we have a lot of other projects that are uh, on our agenda, and so we're gradually working up to uh, promote Georgia as a premier golf destination there, Chris. And, and Doug, I got to imagine as you were putting, you know, the golf, the Georgia golf trail together and talking to a lot of the golf courses and probably visiting most of them as well. I have to imagine you learned an awful lot about the history of golf. And what are some of the things that you came across that surprised you? Well, and, you know, some of the things that are just great, again, following the steps of, of Bobby Jones is just kind of exciting. And, and people can go on the website there, Georgia Golf and Travel, and click on Bobby Jones and see a lot of interesting interesting things. And, and one cool thing, too, is uh, Bobby Jones um, left us way too early. Um, and so his grave is downtown Atlanta at a big uh, cemetery. And mm-hmm. people go and put – you might have been there and seen this. You know, yes. where they put golf balls at his headstone and things like that. <laughs> I'm one of them. About that. Um, the Down at uh, Jekyll Island, there's a nine-hole golf course that was started when they started um, building these big homes for these rich um, people that came from the north. And and um, so playing that historic course that's over 100, you know, and 25 years old, is just kind of neat just to feel the history. We actually had an event out there that we played with old, you know, Gouda Percher balls and, 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 you know, dressed up, you know, with ties and, and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's just, it was, that was really cool. So that, you know, I didn't know that until we, you know, kind of started doing that. There's just a lot of history here in Georgia with, with golf and, 
like I said earlier, we certainly want to continue to promote our uh, rich history of of golf and, and what we have to do and how we've tied into it. So that's one reason we're excited about being part of the Bobby Jones, you know, company and and what we do and and um, you know, you know, some other night neat things that you know. Bridgestone Golf is headquartered here in um, in the Atlanta area. Mizuno is headquartered here in the Atlanta area. The top three golf cart manufacturers, are, you know, are here in Georgia. So that that kind of we've got a lot of golf that's uh, headquartered here, and uh, so we got to continue just to you know build off this and and uh, show people what all Georgia has. But I really think one of the top drawing points here chris is that we have whatever you want you know if you want to go up in the mountains you know if you want to like i said stay here in atlanta and play and do a lot of the fun things downtown you know eat some great places or you know come out to the lake or the coast i mean you cannot beat the destination there on in you know savannah and the golden isles and and, and other courses that are up and down the georgia coast i mean it's it's really fantastic and very easy access. People really don't realize that Georgia is the largest state east of the Mississippi. So we've got a lot to offer here in Georgia. And we hope uh, your listeners, if they get close to Georgia, will stop in and, and, and find out more information. If somebody would like to have a newsletter where you can sign up for drawings that we have from Bridgestone Golf Balls to rounds of golf to resort stays, uh, just go to the uh, website, Georgia Golf and Travel, A-N-D Travel. And go up and click up on the right-hand corner of the home page and click on newsletter and sign up, and you'll be um, uh, entered into the drawing of what we have going on that month. So plus, you know, you can find out more information, and we send out a newsletter every month that you would be included in that. So uh, I like going on. We're very excited. Um, finally, turning some heads here, Chris, in the state of Georgia with uh, with the help of the governor and and other legislatures and uh, excited about what the future holds and um you know we love everybody to come to georgia and 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 check us out that's fantastic stuff i'm talking to doug hollinsworth here on next on the t doug one more before we let you go and you know i'm a, I'm a big fan of jack nicholas and i saw a picture of you with mr nicholas curious what was it like <laughs> getting to spend some time talking with him uh, was very first first time I met Jack was down in Puerto Rico, and uh, you know you kind of starstruck. I mean, you just I don't. I mean, I was in the business already, and the nice thing this and I'll tell it real quick. The nice thing that I've loved about golf and how I got into business was years ago, being able as a younger person, being able to stand so close to these golfers, and you know it's not like you're down on a baseball field where they're way down there, or a football field where all the players are way out on the field and you can't get near them. Golf, you know, in that um, sense, it's just really cool. You know, I mean, it's, you know, sitting at the tee and, and watching these guys. But being able to meet Jack for the first time was uh, very exciting and got to talk to him and got a few pictures made. And and uh, not as, you know, not as tall as one thing I've noticed not as I'm only six two, but it's not these guys on the tour are not as big as they look on TV. And and uh, you know when John Daly, I met John Daly, I'm thinking you know this guy's this massive guy, you know, but he, he's really not. You know he's a, a bigger guy, 
you know, but he was only about five foot ten, and and uh, so I'm like, you do, you look different on TV. So, <laughs> um, but that's always been too. The golf community and the hospitality industry has just been really cool, and I've certainly got to meet a lot of uh, celebrities over the years. When I had my radio show, you know, we did different remotes and. And, and went different places and, and got to be, a, you know, a lot of places. You know, first time I met Tiger was, you know, it was kind of cool. And um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to be able to be a part of. And it's a dream that I've had for many years before getting in this. And so very excited about what we're trying to do here and, and certainly could use any help or any, any ideas that anybody had. I'd love to love to hear them. But uh, your buddy that's coming on next, Dennis Cohn, is a good friend of mine and uh, excited about what he's done over the years with the caddy and program that he's done in the Hall of Fame. And he's helped me do some stuff here in Georgia as well. And He's just right below me here in the state of Florida, so great guy. So I hope your listeners get a lot out of that. But um, very excited about what we're doing. We'd love to hear from you. Sign up for the newsletter. Get a chance to win some valuable prizes. And uh, we look forward to coming back on your show, buddy, and talking more about uh, the golf in general because I've done stuff all over the world with golf and, uh, you know, going from there. Now, uh, you know, you're always welcome on this show, Doug. Remind our listeners one more time, you know, how they can find you and what you're doing both online and over social media as well. Well, uh, quite a few things. And there's there's a uh, – if you go to the website, Georgia Golf and Travel, if you go over to the right-hand side, there's a a 30-minute uh, program that we have here in Georgia on Georgia Public TV. It's called the Georgia Traveler. And a couple of years ago, we went around to all the golf courses and played one hole on each golf course and then talked about it and it is a lot of fun so it is uh certainly worth if you want to kind of you know things i've talked about on there watch the uh, 27 minute program and uh, see what we're doing but it was a lot of fun so that's um that's an easy way to get involved and, and certainly you can go in there and see all the things we have there on the website from all the trail and you click on the uh the icon um logos and it'll go right to their page on the Georgia golf trail to kind of tell you where they're at and what they do. And then you certainly can click on, on, on to their website and, and uh, go from there. So we look forward to, uh, uh, hearing from your listeners. Um, again, very proud of what you guys are doing out there. Thank you very much all over the world. Uh, it makes our jobs here safer and, and we certainly appreciate it. And, and probably, you probably don't get thanked enough. So thank you from the gentleman here in Georgia. So thanks Chris for having me on. Absolutely, Doug, and thank you for adding that in, and uh, thanks for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the show. I definitely look forward to having you coming back on, on and hopefully we'll do that again real soon. In the meantime, Doug, all the best to you and my fa- you and your family, my friend. Thank you very much. I miss my radio days, so it's always exciting <laughs> when I get to get on a, a radio show. Thanks, Chris. Absolutely, Doug. Take care. That is Doug Hollinsworth. Again, this, the site is georgiagolfandtravel.com. Great stuff. Georgia Golf Trail, certainly long overdue. So kudos to Doug for the work he's doing to uh, hopefully bring more of our folks and our friends from around the world to, to the state of Georgia. And we look forward to catching up with Doug again, hopefully here real soon. 
All right, before we get to my next guest, Dennis Cohn, I want to give a shout-out to our new friends over at the World Golf Village, located in historic St. Augustine, Florida, just south of Jacksonville. The World Golf Village is the ultimate golf vacation destination and a true paradise for fans of the game. The village, as it's often true, uh, often referred to uh, by the locals, is the home of the World Golf Hall of Fame, where the greatest players and contributors are honored, including more than you know, 70,000 square feet of displays for, you know, trophies and personal memorabilia, a lot of the things from the, the legends of the game. The World Golf Village boasts two championship golf courses, including the King and the Bear Code, designed by Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. And Sam Snead and Gene Saracen put together a masterpiece called The Slammer and the Squire. Golfers looking to tune up their game? Well, they've got a great golf school at the PGA Tour Academy, featuring the latest in uh, technology and uh, world-class instructors as well. A luxurious day, you got the Renaissance Hotel right there on the property at the World Golf Village, offering an array of the amenities that you're looking for, dining options, premier services. No matter what time of year or the length of your stay, World Golf Village is sure to deliver an unmatched experience for your family and your friends. You're going to have a memory, a world of memories that are going to last you a lifetime if you go down there. For more information, visit them online at worldgolfvillage.com or give them a call, 1-800-948-4653. All right, we're going to get to my next guest, Dennis Cohn, on the other side of this station identification. You're listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Heard around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. All right, now joining me on the French Lick Resort guest line is uh, Dennis Cohn. Let me give you some background on Dennis. He is the founder and CEO of the Professional Caddies Association. He also served as the president of the Junior Golf Association down in Central Florida. He was inducted into the Caddy Hall of Fame back in 2011, and I'm very honored to have him with me on Next on the Tee. Good morning, Dennis. How are you, my friend? Good morning. Uh, thank you very much for having us on. You hear me okay? Uh, absolutely. You're fantastic. Okay, so- good. First, I got to give a shout-out to my friend Doug. I didn't know he was going to be on, but Doug and I work together with a company he has called the JDHgroup.net. And uh, have a lot of opt-in emails for the golf and but a great guy. And uh, we're uh, going to try to follow what he's done in Florida, and that's another story. We won't get into that today. But uh, thanks again for having the PCA on here because the caddies are coming back, believe it or not. There's a, a move. Uh, can't get into the details right now, but uh, there was a meeting at the PGA show with 20-something caddy companies, and I'll give you the first heads up on it when I can, okay? No, no, I appreciate it because that, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, Dennis, is, you know, when you look back, you know, historically, a lot of the, the legends of the game got their start by being caddies. It's sort of something that, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that's gone away. I know, you know, as a father of a 15-year-old boy that, uh, you know, starting to really, you know, love the game would be wonderful for, you know, kids his age to be able to go out and be caddies. It's a, it's a shame that, uh, you know, that's sort of, we sort of lost that, if you will. Well, everybody, uh, the Tiger effect didn't quite take. They thought with Tiger, and well, he did a great job of for golf and still does, and but it didn't really get the kids out there like he wanted to. And, you know, we've determined of all of our things we've done, we started a Caddy for Kids program in Orlando at the Winter Park Country Club and three-week pilot program, and we had kids coming out to earn community service hours, like from different Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, uh, the church uh, school there. And so we, we found out that then over 50% of the kids that came out were female, and the exit interview, the majority of the people that were there had never been on a golf course, and they came away saying, hey, this is great. You know, I got community service hours, made $20 tip, $5, whatever. And there's like 
excited about this game. I said, this is, looks like a fun game. So if you want kids to play golf, the first thing you got to do is get them to the golf course. And if you can get them there to four caddy, chase golf cars, speed up the game, you know, help fix the greens, get members happy. Over 90% of the Americans have never even had a caddy experience. So, you know, in America, right. there's 90% golf cars and 10% caddies, and you leave America, it's the opposite. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's exactly right. You know, I mean, and, and, and you know, part of, you know, the game that, you know, ca- uh, golf carts has taken away, you know, is some of the health benefits and the other things, you know, that the game has to offer is the the opportunity to walk a golf course. I think you get to fellowship better, you know, with your buddies when you're out walking, you, you, you talk more, you're, you're together as a, you know, as a foursome, as a, as opposed to split up in twosomes, two in this car, two in that car, and you sort of go your own separate ways. I think that's a part of the game that, you know, I mean, obviously the pros, we see them out there walking the golf course and they get that piece and, you know, whether they're talking with one another or not is a personal thing, but I think that's <laughs> a part of the game that we lose by not, you know, by not being able to walk the golf course more. Somebody asked me one time, what do you lose by in the game by driving a golf cart? And you lose the focus. And what I mean is when you're driving a golf cart and you're not in a golf cart, we drove, we go over to my ball and we jump out and you go, okay, how far are we, Chris? What do we got? You know what I mean? We have no idea yeah. where, where we are in the game. But when you're walking to your ball, by the time you get to your ball, you go to your ball to the left, I go to my ball, and by the time we get there, we both paced it off. We know how, how far it is. You visualize You've lost the visualization of the game. You've visualized the shot because you're walking up to your ball. You're looking at the shot. Jack Nicklaus and all the great pros, you look. they stand behind their ball before they hit it. And they look down the fairway, they're looking at their fans. They're looking at where that ball is going to land. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, and the other part about you know, it's, you know we're outdoors, right? We we get the opportunity to enjoy the outdoors for a little for a little while, and it's the scenery and you know, and the tranquility and the peace of being out on a golf course. Like I say, you know, you, you get the opportunity to talk with your buddies and talk about things that you might not otherwise have an opportunity to talk about during the course of your your busy lives and that sort of thing. But the other piece is about being you know, being outside and enjoying the outdoors and the scenery and taking taking all of that in. That's that's part of the you know the, the wonders of playing the game of golf is you know I mean golf courses for the most part are you know very beautiful there's a lot to see there's a lot to take in and I think we lose that by being in golf carts and you know, kind of rushing through it and, and and that sort of thing it's it's unfortunate that we don't get more time to a have caddies and have kids learn learn the game of golf and learn an appreciation and a love for the game by being out there and being a part of it and then by not walking the golf course we, we lose the appreciation for you know a lot of the beauty that we're surrounded by well, I, no question about it. I want, I'd like to te- just briefly touch about the history of PCA, if, if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, we started TPCs coming up next week. We started in 1997. I was the agent for the caddies on the tour for three years, and then it broke away with Marriott, and we started the Caddy Association. And uh, 53 of the tour caddies came to a meeting, and we formed it. Then we went to the LPGA and got 35, and then to the senior tournament and got like 80, whatever it was. And then we... But I don't want people to think that the Professional Caddy Association means that it's only for professional. It's really about the average golfer that wants to learn golf through the eyes of a caddy. And in fact, we've written two books. The first one, Think Like a Caddy, Play Like a Pro, with Arnold Palmer and Ben Crenshaw was doing very well. And it's about your inner caddy. You know, Chris, when you're out there and you hear that little voice that says, you know, lay up, don't try to go through that miracle hole, you know. That's your inner caddy talking to you. It's really a voice from God. We call it inner <laughs> caddy, though. And uh, so I think that uh, that people have to realize that, that a caddy, there's a caddy inside. You hear that little voice that says, you know, even the one that says six iron or seven iron, some, somebody's talking to you, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, just kind of go back to the beginning, Dennis, you know, when, when you thought about, you know, kind of, you know, put together the professional caddies association, what, what hit you, what struck you that said, we need this. Well, I, I ran the junior golf association in central Florida from 82 to 89. And, uh, uh, the project manager and built a clubhouse at Temequan. And during this time, uh, Donnie Hammond became a good friend of mine and, uh, Payne Stewart. And we kind of, put together the PCA, the foundation with Donnie and I, and basically that's what started. So when I went out and toured and caddied for a couple of times with Donnie at the Mexican Open and some fun, fun caddying, I uh, realized that Squeaky had just passed away and there wasn't anything out there for the caddy. There was nothing out there. I was very involved in the Road Builders Association in Central Florida, and we had, so I was familiar with the association work, and uh, that was what it all started with that. And so, And then eventually after... They didn't renew my contract. We broke away and started the, uh, the we call it the Tour Caddy Association Worldwide. We changed the name to Professional, and now we have a generic email or brand that's the Caddy Association. But even when the word Professional, people still think it's strictly, you know, for only people on the TV, but it's really not. Uh, so, it's uh it's there for everybody, and majority of the people over the 28,000 have taken our education program online. The majority of them that. Uh, over 50% only take it because they want to learn to think like a caddy and play like a pro and learn improve their golf game. So by having the knowledge of what a, how a caddy works with the player and how, how they think through course management, it actually would lower your golf score guaranteed if, if you start you know working with some of our programs and some of our education stuff. And one of the other things that I read that you're associated with, Dennis, is the Lifesaver Golf. You established Lifesaver Golf. Talk about what that is. That's the new brand we introduced last year at TPC. And uh, in fact, I did a funny did a radio show yesterday, and and a statistic that the uh, the gentleman mentioned was over seventy five percent of the golf courses are not equipped to handle a heart attack. As far as their peep staff being AED, CPR trained, having the defibrillators on the carts. We had a cat that died at Valhalla at the PGA Championship many years ago, fifteen years ago, and. It started a movement in the golf industry to get defibrillators on all the golf cars. Well, that fizzled out. So, so now we're trying to restore that because one of the caddies over in the European tour dropped dead from a heart attack, and, and the people don't know CPR and AED. So our, our goal is to, to get all the golf courses certified with my partner, Danielle, lifesavergolf.net.org. Uh, and then if, if you, we want to get everybody certified, AED trained, defibrillators out there. In other words, if I have a golf course, there's three golf courses, and one of them is AED certified PCA, and the other two aren't. And I got a heart problem. Which one am I going to play golf? At? I'm going to play at the golf course that I know that somebody can save my life because uh, it's one of the top five places in where people die from a heart attack because people can't get to you fast enough when you're out there on number ten or fifteen. You know. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to get. Everybody with the organization and it's and the PGA is working up in fact up in Georgia. She's uh, up in uh, the Georgia area and she's working with the Georgia PGA. And that's great that you have Doug on there because you know, we're talking a lot about Georgia is, is definitely leading the way in our lifesaver golf and certainly with with Doug's mission. I haven't even talked to Doug about this yet, but uh, we'll be doing that shortly. And Dennis, you know, having worked with, and as you mentioned, I think you, I think the number you put out there was twenty eight thousand. You got, you know, folks have gone online to to you know get your certification and to, and to learn more about caddying and about the game of golf and and that sort of thing. But I'm curious, do you mind sharing? I, you got to have a lot of caddy stories from you know guys that you've you've worked with or been around. What's what are some of your favorite caddy stories? 
You'd have to buy the book, Think Like a Caddy, Play Like a Pro, to, look, to get all. <laughs> but I, I, I'll give you know, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of them. All right. All right. Uh, uh, I, I never forget the time uh, I was down at Craig Stadler walking with Craig Stadler, and his, his uh, somebody hit a, a, a ball, you know, out, you know, from the wrong place, and and uh, and uh, hit somebody in the in the uh, stand, and, hit, and the person went down. The ambulance came over, and the people, and and all of a sudden. You know, something happened, and, and and his caddy, his caddy got hit. You know, it's like it was like all this happened in like ten minutes, and the Stadler looked over at me and pointed at me and says, "You're next, Cone." <laughs> and so <laughs> I said, "I'm not." So I had to watch for golf balls all day long. But uh, uh, great, <laughs> great guy. And then uh, I remember that uh, another time we were uh, uh, we were coming in, we were like 14th place, and uh, Donnie's looking for me, and they they sell a shot to tequila and stuff on the side when you're walking down the fairway you know over the mexican open and and i never forget donnie looked behind me and said uh, where are you at come we i'm back there craig stadler sent his caddy over to buy us a, a couple of drinks you know because we were getting last hole and and i you know donnie said, what are you doing they said, i'm over here craig stadler buy me a cocktail i gotta spend, spend time with the man you know so anyway great guy craig stadler is he really is and donnie but, yeah i, I can't get into all the I, stuff <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll check that out in the book. Yeah. One of the guys that you know, I read that uh, that you work with at, you know, starting at a young age is uh, is Chris DeMarco. What was it like helping Chris grow his game? Oh, Chris was fantastic. Well, Chris was he was the guy, and I'll tell you a good Chris story. We were uh, running the junior golf program, and Chris was uh, was uh, one day we were at the, the country club out there and near his house, and and I remember. Uh, Somebody came to me and said, Mr. Cohn, you, we got a problem. I said, what? He says, he says, we're missing about six golf cars, and the kids are out there all over the golf course. Well, it was the course that Chris was a member, his dad was a member of. And so I had to kind of round up the kids. I mean, these kids were like, you know, 12 years old at the time. And and uh, Chris was uh, had put together a group to go out and help help us out and pick up the flags and pick up the stuff, he said. And But that really wasn't – we didn't know that. So all we knew was there was a bunch of kids that drove off on golf cars and – but Chris was the leader of the pack, and I was just—I was so disappointed to see him lose the Masters. He had the Masters right there in his grip, and Tiger made an incredible putt. Uh, right. Called the Nike Nike putt when it hung up there with the logo for about ten seconds. But now uh, Chris was a uh, uh, determined and very uh, passionate about what he uh, his game, and uh, and he grew into be a great player. Still is. And you know, speaking of speaking of the of the Masters, when we look back, Dennis, at this year's Masters and the struggles that Jordan Spieth had, particularly on on the twelfth hole, did curious to get your thoughts. You know, did did his caddy Michael Greller did he do what you would have expected a great caddy to do, or was there something that you might have wished that he might have done differently, maybe to help Jordan kind of slow his mind down and his thinking down and that sort of thing before he took his drop and then played the shot that ultimately went back in the water. Well, we don't know exactly what they discussed, uh, but, you know, I know myself personally, when I get in that situation where you just seem like you can't get out of the hole, uh, uh-huh. I kind of do stepping back, literally stepping back and just starting over the routine. And, and, and I think he didn't do that. He just kind of just went on. Uh, Jason Nicholas, if you, he's got a – I'm a pilot, so I have a checklist. And Jack Nicholas, and I, I've got their 15-shot routine – but basically, you 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 watch them. They do the same thing. And the first thing you do is you dress the ball and you visualize the ball on the green. And you go back in. And you set your stance, set your grip, whatever the your your routine is. 
And I think he got out of his routine and didn't step back and start over in the routine again. And I think if he had done that, possibly it would have been a different result. And it was a, it hurt a lot to see it. Uh, and the, I know the caddy he felt very frustrated because, you know, he couldn't do anything. And uh, ultimately, you know, some caddies think that they win tournaments, but really uh, uh, they don't they don't swing the club. The caddies are there to support them and give them confidence and, you know, and help them step back and start over the routine. And Dennis, to your point about, you know, you know, helping to instill confidence and support the players, talk, talk about, you know, so, you know, some of the behind the scenes stuff at tournaments, you know, what, what do the caddies do that we don't get a you know, sense of appreciation for that really makes the caddy and the player a team out there on the golf course? Well, it's changed a lot since we started in 1992. Uh, it used to be the caddies were more bag carriers, you know, that back then. The old, the old thing you probably heard, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the caddy is supposed to uh, be, only be there not to say anything. It's supposed to be there, you know, to show up, keep up, and shut up. But that's way uh-huh. back old. Nowadays, caddies are coaches. Caddies are, are you know, friends. Uh, you know, they're certainly a, a psychologist. They're there are a lot of different things, and and the caddies now more days now than ever before. We used they used to drive around to tournaments, and we used to drive around four, five, six to a van. I remember a good caddy story. We were sleeping in a motel room one time. There were six of us in a one room with two double beds. So what we did was we flipped a coin to see who got the mattress or the box springs, and we put the mattresses <laughs> on the floors. So two had to sleep on the box springs. <laughs> wow. So, but but now they have airplanes. You know, they fly. A lot of the players fly their caddies around, or and a lot of the caddies can uh, can afford to uh, to but to take a ticket on an airline. But that's only the top, the top one. There's still the the, the caddies and the and the LPJ and the Buy.com and uh, tours and the the other tours. They uh you know they're still struggling and they're still driving around together and it's just it's a great group. There's a bond there. Uh, it's hard to explain exactly what it's like but it's it's definitely a uh there's a definitely a code a caddy code that's out there and it, it, they stay together one of my favorite caddies out on, on on the tour dennis is kip henley i've been blessed to have kip on the show before so much fun talking with kip you've ever had much interaction with kip henley no sir i don't i don't really know him i I've, we've got we're trying to sell or merge the company and move it back to orlando now i just turned 70 and i got some health, health issues and so uh, I was just at our high school Hall of Fame induction over the weekend, and uh, a couple of my friends, Rick Fletcher, and some other people were inducted, and Commissioner Stewart was there. And we were trying to get the PCA, somebody to come in and bring it back to Orlando. I, I wanted to. I started in Orlando, uh, caddying and shagging balls and stuff at Dubstrad Golf Course. And I'm six generations from the mm-hmm. street, and I really think I want to get it back to Orlando. We moved and merged the Caddy Hall of Fame with the Western Golf Association in Chicago in 2011. And uh, that's just gone fantastic. The Murray Brothers went in last year, Jack Nicholas the year before. Jack said it's on YouTube. I never heard him say it till a few years ago that if it wasn't for Cayenne for my dad, I'd never taken up the game. So that's a pretty powerful statement there. Indeed. I'm talking with uh, Dennis Cohn here on Next on the T. He is the founder and CEO of the Professional Caddies Association. Dennis, just a couple more before we let you go. Um, we always see players and caddies, you know, with their notebooks that they pull out of the back pocket, stuff that, you know, the yardages and, and things of that nature. Talk about, you know, the, the, the art, if you will, 
of stepping off yardage and the notes that, uh, that they provide the players and, and the knowledge that they have, you know, of the golf courses before the actual live tournament starts on Thursdays. Yeah. Well, Creamy Caroline was Arnold Palmer's one of the original caddies and, uh, Creamy really started this with, along with Nicholas's caddy, you know, Angelo, uh, and Angelo had the big wheel, you know, that he used to go out and, 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 and actually shoot the yards before they had all this other stuff. But, Creamy had, they called it the cheat sheet, and I never forget it. He told me one time that Lee Trevino bought, i got to get one of your cheat sheets, you know, and he because he'd go out and literally pace it off. Uh, and I had to, when I was in Pebble Beach about five years ago, and we inducted Lance Barrow out there, Jan Stevenson, who's in the um, Caddy Hall of Fame. Lance started off as a caddy. Um, Chuck Will used to hire the caddies to to go out, and the caddies would give hand signals to uh, to uh, their caddies and say, okay, he hit a four iron, he'd throw up a four, and then, the caddy would have a headset on. He'd tell Chuck Will he hit a four iron, and Chuck would go up to Ken Venturi and say he hit a four iron, and Ken would say he hit a four iron. So, but now they do it all <laughs> like, you know. But that's how they, yeah. they did it. But, but anyway, the yardage books. Uh, when I was out there, and they had the yardage books, and they, 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 there's several of the top caddies that make these yardage books up now, uh, and you know, uh, Mark Long is one of the top ones out there. But even with the yardage books, even with the updated yardage books. Knowing the course, what your notes were from last year, Bones, at 8 o'clock in the morning, was walking the course at Pebble Beach by himself, literally retracking, rechecking every note from last year to make sure the rock hadn't been moved or a trap had been added or whatever, uh, because they do this kind of stuff over the years. So there's not many of the good caddies out there that really will walk the course before the player plays. And, and Bones, I was a little impressed that Bones was walking the course at 8 o'clock in the morning. Dennis, for our listeners who want to find out more information about, you know, the great caddies of all time and, and uh, your book and, and the things that you're doing, where can they go online to get that information? Well, you can just Google in the PCA, Dennis Cohn, and just Google it in, and you can find YouTube stories, all kind of neat stuff on there. But uh, PCAWorldwide.com is our main site. PCAWorldwide.com, and I will give away a book to one of your listeners and sign it if they can tell me how many majors that Bruce Edwards won and is almost 30 years with Tom Watson on the bag of majors, U.S. majors. And how many? And you know Tom won five British Opens, and but if you can, if they can tell you how many, you get that person's name and uh, get the first five to give you the number, and and I'll tell you what it is. Call, call me. I'll, I'll tell you later. All right. Very good. Dennis, thank you so much for, for that, for in, in particular, and for taking time out of your morning to be a part of the show. You're fantastic. I hope you'll come back again sometime and share more of your, your stories and your insights with us. Love to, love to establish a relationship with you. You're really good. Uh, your show is awesome. And uh, like I say, if, uh, if we can uh, get a uh, potential partner or from, for PCA to come to Orlando from this show, you'll have a new job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be working hard on that for you dennis i promise you that i appreciate it very much god bless everybody and uh and world peace please thank you very much dennis all the best to you and your family look forward to catching up with you hopefully again real soon caddy on <laughs> <laughs> thank you dennis all right that is Dennis Cohn. Again, he is the uh, the founder and the CEO of the Professional Caddies Association. So great stuff from Dennis. Holy cow! And you know, how many majors did Bruce Edwards win on, on the bag? Let's get that. Let's get the answers. You can uh, find me. You know, go go to our Facebook page. Whether my, it's mine, 
at Chris Mascaro or the shows uh, at Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. So uh, give us the answer to the question, and we'll get uh, we'll get those over to uh, to Dennis, and uh, hopefully we we'll get a couple of signed books out to our listeners. Great stuff. I really appreciate Dennis doing that for our listeners. All right, folks, it is time for me to put a bow on this episode of Next on the T. But before we close up shop, I want to remind you about our friends and our partner, PGA Tour Pro Jim Estes, and the great folks over at the Salute Military Golf Association. Let's hear a word from Jim about the great things that they're doing. The Golf Association was created to provide rehabilitative golf experiences to the brave men and women who have been wounded while serving our country. Hi, I'm Jim Estes, PGA Golf Pro and co-founder of the Salute Military Golf Association. With my adaptive golf program, we've successfully helped thousands of soldiers in their recovery, both mentally and physically. The SMGA has been providing family-inclusive golf experiences across the country since 2007. To date, the SMGA has equipped more than 1,000 warriors with properly fitted golf clubs and has extended its clinic series to more than eight chapter and affiliate locations across the U.S. If you are a wounded veteran interested in participating or if you'd like to learn more about the Salute Military Golf Association and find a chapter closest to you, visit our website at smga.org. We've seen firsthand how impactful golf can be in aiding one's recovery. The Salute Military Golf Association, empowering wounded veterans one fairway at a time. Visit smga.org. That's smga.org. Yeah, they are doing some really wonderful things there at the Salute Military Golf Association. God bless Jim and his staff and uh, partners for uh, for what they are doing. Again, to find out more information, go to smga.org to see how you can get involved. All right, everybody, my sincere thanks again to Doug Hollinsworth and Dennis Cohen for making today's show so much fun for me to be a part of. I hope you really enjoyed it as well. Please also check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari and our announcer, Joe LaGenusha. That show airs live every Thursday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can stream it live from Blog Talk Radio, but you can also find it on armedforcesradionetwork.org. We are also on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player.fm, SoundCloud. You can find us all over the net. We're joined on that show every week by legends and stars from around the NFL. Please also check out both shows and give us a like. That's important to us as well over on Facebook. Again, Thursday Night Tailgate, Next on the T with Chris Mascaro. And you can find us online, this show, nextonthetea.net and thursdaynighttailgate.com. From either site, you can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free, folks. Plus, you can keep up to date with who some of our future guests are going to be by going to both sites as well. Thank you again for choosing to listen to this show today. We know you have a lot of choices for shows and podcasts out there to take a listen to. We really appreciate the fact that you have made Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro one of them. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. You've been listening to Next on the Tee with Chris Mascaro. Where PGA and LPGA legends, pros and top instructors... Media members go to tell their stories. Join us the same time every Saturday to hear more stories about the game we love from the people who love sharing those stories with you. It's all about the great game of golf. It's all about the great game of golf. Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me- 
and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.